know it's Jesus, Jesus. You said that when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. And so we just thank you that you are. We honor you. We just glorify you. We thank you and praise you for teaching us how to live well in your kingdom right here on the earth. We love you, praise you, give you all the glory. You're so good to us. He is, he's so good to us, and today he wants us to have revelation knowledge as always. But he's talking about us calling those things to be not as though they were. If you ever thought, oh, God isn't doing anything, I wonder why he's not answering this prayer, this, that, and the other thing, then, you know, maybe you don't know this principle, and that is that all grace is sufficient for you. That you are to call those things to be not as though they were. You are to talk to that mountain in your life that doesn't seem to be moving. Jesus said, I'm going to the Father. I've given you all power and authority. You have the keys to the kingdom. Now you go do what I was doing and even greater stuff than I did. I want to read to you what he said to Peter. He cursed a fig tree in Mark 11. And Peter freaked out the next day. He said, Master, that tree that you cursed, it's withered from the roots up. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Um, if you have constant faith, I'm reading out the Amplified Classic. Constant faith, whoever says to this mountain, truly, I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it's granted to you and you will get it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them and let it drop, let it go, so that your Father in heaven can forgive you. And so that is a condition, of course, is love. God's kingdom is about love. So when you forgive, then you have God's power residing on the inside of you. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, when you ask him to do that, the Holy Spirit actually comes and he empowers you to live the life that God is calling you to live. To call those things to be not as though they were. Right in the beginning, God got out in the dark and he didn't say, what am I going to do? He said, let there be light. And light was. He said, and it was. And he made us in his likeness. And so us in his likeness, we have his power and authority to do what he does. So it's not that we're waiting on God. He's waiting on us to do the things he called us to do. You know, and when things don't happen and we don't have this revelation knowledge, we wonder about God, we start thinking lies about God, and of course, Satan helps us out with that. We start thinking all these lies like God doesn't want to, he's not gonna do this for me this time, and that's not the truth. The truth is we gotta do our part. We got stuff to do. Living in the kingdom of God by his principles is our part to do. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. And it is. And so you live his way, just like Jesus did when he was here. You live his way on the earth. And um, that's, what, that's how you live in his kingdom. And then you live by his principles. Jesus did that. He lived in heaven like he lived in heaven right here on the earth. He didn't conform to our way. God said that to me the other day when someone made a comment. He said, I don't conform to your way. What if he conformed to our way? We would be a mess. We'd be worrying and wondering and we'd have no direction. But as a matter of fact, he got out in the dark and he knew exactly what to do. And he's telling us exactly what to do. 
He said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. They're destroyed for lack of knowledge. We don't get it, and that's why Satan is still an authority on the earth. When, in the beginning, he gave Adam and Eve authority. They gave it to Satan because they did what Satan said. Jesus gave us authority, and we give it to Satan because we do what Satan says. Instead of believing the word of God and that we're a disciple and we can do what the disciples did, we believe, well, that was them and that was then and they were special, but that is not what the word of God says, which is why we have to know the word of God. Dig in it, find out what it's saying to you. The word is God. He is his word and we got to live by his principles right here on the earth, living in heaven on the earth. That's why Jesus said that to the disciples when they said, how should we pray? And he said to, to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that happens as we live in the kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit living inside of us, us anointed, just like Jesus was anointed. He came and lived in a human body. And Acts 10, 38, it says he was anointed by God to go around doing good and especially healing all who are asked and oppressed by the enemy. And so we got to get a hold of that. God's spirit on the inside of us. So often I hear songs and we talk about Jesus moving the mountains, which is awesome. And he can move a mountain, but he said, now you do it. He said, right here, whenever you stand, okay, oh, sorry, let's see, where was I? Truly I tell you whoever says to this mountain, he didn't say only when I say it, he said, whoever, if you're a constant believer, that's the first thing he said, if you have constant faith, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. How do you get to that place where you don't doubt? You hang out with him. You know what's going on. As a matter of fact, you know that you are called to, you are empowered to fill the Holy Spirit to talk to the mountain. And does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes what he says will happen. It'll be done for him. It will take place. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, be confident that it's granted to you. God was talking to me about this verse the other day. He said, sometimes we do know this principle and we just go through the motions religiously and we don't really believe what we're saying we're saying because we think we're supposed to say it. We think we're supposed to say it, so we say it, but we really don't believe what we're saying because we talk and act contrary to what we just said. And so you can't just know the rules, the ropes, the principles, <laughs> and um, not really believe it. And when you believe it, it's because you've tried it, you've applied it, not tried it, I don't want to say that, that you've applied it to your life. When you get really serious, um, I'm thinking about, Jesus said this kind comes out by fasting prayer, because they were saying, why couldn't we cast out this demon? And Jesus said, this kind comes up by fasting and prayer. And I read that in the message, and it says, because you haven't taken God seriously. And we're not doing that. You know, we're praying for revival, but it's going to happen through us. God isn't on the earth except through us. And so we need to be that willing vessel. We need to get it. We need to get to this place where we're talking to the mountains, and the mountains are moving. Now, of course, the mountains are our circumstances, whatever is in the way. And of course, you can move a mountain if he said so. And so whatever he's calling you to do, um, the things that he's calling you to do is to change the impossible to possible. You know, one thing I'm thinking of is, 
And first I'm gonna tell you, when my son was two or three, he was having a seizure. He was like looking right through me and I recognize it because I worked with a developmentally disabled for 10 years. And the thing I used to do, or what I would have used to have done if I didn't know that living in the kingdom of God was a different way to live is call a doctor. And I didn't, I said, God, what do I do? Because now I'm living this new life. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, his spirit, God's spirit comes and lives on the inside of you and you are anointed. And so I'm living this different life and I've already had experiences. And so at this place, I'm like, what do I do? And he said, bind the enemy. So I said, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. And like that, he was gone. He tried coming back a few times and like that, he's gone when you bind him. And of course, I taught my son to do the same thing. So every time one would start up, he would do that. We didn't go to the doctor. He didn't go on medication. You see how far off we are? I mean, I'm not talking against doctors. Thank God we have them because we don't know what we're doing, but we should know what we're doing. We should get to that place where we can, we ask the Holy Spirit and he tells us what to do. But just like that boy, the demons, they couldn't cast that demon out. And in the Bible, it says he was epileptic. So he was having seizures. And the father knew that it was the enemy. And he said that um, he threw him in the fire and um, that it was terrible. And he said, Jesus, if you can do anything. And Jesus said, if I can do anything, anything is possible for him who believes. And so Jesus cast the demon out. He didn't take him to the doctor. He didn't put him on medication, which is what we do without Jesus. That's what I would have done. That's what I've known to do. And so God is saying, it's a different life to live. We need to talk to the mountains, talk to your circumstances, change things. And yeah, the more you look at it, the more you apply it to your life, the more real it becomes to you. So I want to encourage you today to start talking to those mountains in your life and stop saying, God, please, and stop begging God because you don't have to beg God. He gave you his power, the Holy Spirit living inside of you for you to change your circumstances. His grace is sufficient for you. His grace, that's what he was saying to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. You do it. I've given you all power and authority. You do it. So God is saying that to us today. It starts with asking Jesus to come live on the inside of you. Never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you. I want to just pray with you right now if you want him to. And then you can have that power on the inside of you to change things in your life. His power, his authority on the inside of you to change, change things. And I just want to mention verse 25. But when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. Without that love, you have no power. You don't have God's power in you. And so you have to have his love, his power on the inside of you. You can't do anything without it. And so that may be the first place you start when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you. Then you want to let him start changing you and showing you how to love and how to forgive. I was just reading a devotion by Kenneth Hagin today. And he just didn't let anything move him because he knew the power of that love. And that's how we have to be. You just don't let anything move you. You just forget, forgive them because that is the better way to live. It was a good word. And so I just want to pass that on to you. It's a good word. We need to love. And that is the thing that you have to learn to have God's power in your life. For his power to work in your life, you have to love. 
So Jesus said to the disciples, I'm going to go. And they were so close that they were grieving. And he said not to grieve. He said, it's okay, I'm going to go to the Father. And then the Holy Spirit's going to come and live on the inside of you. Go wait for him. And so they did that, and the Holy Spirit came. And now God is living on the inside of us all the time. When you ask, Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. If you invite me in, I'm going to come in, and I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to dine with you, it says. I just call it hanging out, because if he's going to eat with you, he's going to be with you. And so um, all we have to do is ask, and he's going to come and live on the inside of you. You'll never be alone. It's a life-changing experience. You don't go back to your old way of living. You live that new life, God's spirit on the inside of you. It's a new life. You can't live the old life anymore. You're living in the kingdom of God. And if you try to live in that old life, you're going to be one of those Christians that don't know what to do, and you're going to think, be thinking that um, God, God's not doing it or you know, just getting all mixed up and letting the enemy lie to you. you got to know the word of God. You have to have revelation knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, God said. So honor him, get to know him after we say this prayer. John 1, 1 says he is his word, so you got to get to know the word of God so you know him. And God, it says in Ephesians, uh, Corinthians, that he gives you his thoughts. You know his purposes, his feelings, and his thoughts. They pass through your thoughts. And so that's what's going to happen, Jesus said, my sheep and my voice. So you're going to be in contact with him. And he is going to sound like his word when he talks to you. He's so good. He's so in love with you. So, let's say that prayer. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us. And we're just inviting you right now. We're just inviting you to come and live inside of us and change our lives. And, and we thank you that you want a relationship with us. We thank you for teaching us, for making our life new and giving us your power to live an extraordinary, unusual, happy life. Thank you. Praise you. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Thank you. So now if you said that prayer, Jesus is living on the inside of you. God's spirit on the inside of you. And he's going to tell you things come. He's going to remind you of things he said. You can read all that in John. You want to read the word and get to know him. Get to know his principles and how to live in them. And get to the place where you're calling those things to be not as though they were. You're, you're turning on the light in your life. You're not sitting out in the dark wondering what to do. But you know for a matter of fact exactly what to do. Because you have God's spirit on the inside of you leading you and guiding you. So if you said that prayer, please let me know. If you said that prayer, you might have felt Jesus straight away. But if you didn't, you will as you commit to him. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me, and I will show myself to you. My sheep know my voice, they follow me, and they have eternal life. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches, and you can't do anything apart from me. We can't do anything apart from him. So whenever you feel frustrated and stuck, just ask him for help. Don't jump off the vine. Just let him recreate you in his likeness and put you on that path that leads to the good life. Ephesians 2.10. Thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.